BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Welcome back. You're listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, as always. My name is Brian Beckner. Delving into the sex positive Katie season of The Bachelorette. Episode three was occurred this week. Got very, it was a very special episode. Got a little heavy. We're going to talk about it right now. I'm joined now, as always, by Jason Stewart. Jay, what's up? Hello, everybody. Hey, did we get, it comes to me now from last time we talked. Did we get anything definitive on what happened to the off-campus pub at Cal State Fullerton on Nutwood Avenue? No, I'd assume you would have gotten a voicemail from Manny and Gardena or something. Uh, Man- Manuel and Gardenia. I don't believe he listens to the Bachelor portion of this podcast. He does. <laughs> I don't think he even listens to the actual baller lifestyle other than to check in on his voicemails. <laughs> so you're, tell- you're telling me that, that there's somebody out there who only listens to the baller lifestyle when they're on it? It's crazy, right? <laughs> Let's, what kind of maniac would do that? It's insane. Uh, what happened this week on The Bachelorette? I'll tell you what, man. Um, Katie's it, season, episode really, three. Th- she really has amped up um, the, the special episodes early, right? It's yeah. like th- everything now is uh, heavy. Everything is, is really deep. She um, She's on the bachelorette to find love and she's not putting up with anyone who isn't um you know two episodes ago uh our guy aaron became the right reasons police and he got rid of uh cody he's a sociopath aaron didn't put up much of a fight cody Uh did aaron yeah aaron showing his his true colors i love it aaron plays uh right reasons cop again in this episode but not before we had to tie things up with our guy Carl. Now, You're, every season, every season has a paid, what I would say, paid acting plan, uh-huh, uh-huh. and and they usually last four or five episodes the, because the Chad Johnsons biggest, of the world yeah, they want to yeah. get the biggest buck, bang out of their buck, sure. and keep them around. They so need they somebody kinda, to stir it up. Yeah, they compel the subject to keep giving them roses, even though the rest of the world is screaming, Get Why rid of that are you person. Them a rose? Who was the one last year? 
It was the woman that you said it came out. She was an actor from uh, L.A. who was 38 or something. I believe she was also a Katie. Katie. Yeah, yeah Katie. Yeah. And she she just said ridiculous things. But um, anyways, uh, Carl, this time around, he was he, they made him out to be a motivational speaker, talked a lot, made it all about himself. It was all about the competitiveness, winning the round, uh, being being the winner. And he just seemed like an obvious plant. But the one bit of information that works against my theory is that they kicked him loose. What is this, the second episode, second or third episode? Um, the cliffhanger when we last spoke was Carl went to Katie and after the whole Cody Aaron right reasons thing and said, look, yeah. I'm here for the right reasons, but – there are a couple, if not a handful of guys in that room that aren't here for the right reasons. Did you get the sense that Carl got suckered by his producer? That his producer was like, hey, you want to get, you want to stir it up? You go in there, you tell her that there's some guys not here for the right reasons. Not expecting that he would get called out for it because he gets <laughs> called out by the guys and he's like, oh, like he's trying to backpedal and he's like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll just talk to the guy in person. I don't want to call anybody out and everybody's like, call us out. We're here. Like, say it. Yeah. Say it. We're all here. Just say it. And that's, it's so rare that they do that on this show because they always kind of yeah. segment the people that are fighting so that they never actually, it's not frustrating at all. That they yeah. never actually just have a conversation about the he said he said he said of the <laughs> of the matter. But it's interesting. You bring up a good point. Oh, thank you. Because because even an acting plant is kind of on its his own to improvise. They're yeah. they're good improvisational yes. improvisational. That's a word. Yeah. They improvise well as actors. That's why they're on the show. And maybe Carl's just not very good at it because the producers can only lead them down a path. They can only lead yes. them to water. They can't force them to drink. Oh, did you? Whoa. And yeah, you know, it's my, it's my, the cliche I just came up with. Nice. And Katie, Katie's not, in on the scripted part of this. So if you have a bad actor who takes it too far and gets voted off, that's just, I mean, that's on them. They, that's on them. Carl just went too far. The producer, you're right, probably was in their ear. They probably gave him a couple ideas, and then he he thought it would be interesting to go off on his own. And just like Magic Johnson, if he says he's going to go off script, we know that something dangerous could happen. That's something right. Something that, that's, that's going right. to go push too far something yeah. that's going to not be very interesting and um so carl gets in with katie says there's there's multiple or a handful of guys out there that aren't here for the right reasons but i'm not going to name them but i'm here for the right reasons and that's all you have to worry about that i'm here for the right reasons well she says wait a minute hold on hold up a second there are more than one and then he goes to the group and he says look I was just asked a question if there was anybody, anybody else here for the right reasons. And I may have said that not 100% of the guys here are here for the right reasons. Anyways, they called him out. They started uh, beating up on him. And I think he deserved everything he got from the rest of the dudes. She's crying in the other room. They're about to have a rose ceremony. And they're like, holy shit, what do we do? Well, they get into the rose ceremony this episode the big suspense was what is she going to do with Carl? Is she going to believe him or is she going to believe the rest of the guys? Something unique happened in this episode. 
where the virgin um i forget his name mike i couldn't remember all these white guys look alike and this mike shows up every week and i'm like who the fuck is this guy again he's kind of handsome and i'm like how do i know this guy and then i'm like oh it's the virgin because he he pops up later during a workout they they You'll explain what happens, yeah, but I couldn't, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, who's this white guy that's calling out Carl? I've never seen him before. And it turns out it's Mike, the Virgin. Well, Mike, the Virgin, um, somehow, I guess they all, they all get together as a group outside of Carl. And as he's accepting the rose, um, he goes up to her and, you know, he doesn't just take the rose. He says, look. I'm speaking for everybody here in the room. We've all gotten on the same page here. Carl is lying to you. He says that in front of the group. And as he's accepting the rose is one. It was, you know, we've been watching the show for a while. That's never happened. So, um, so she chooses to believe Mike, the Virgin, and she sends Carl home and a couple other guys that we, didn't care about but well she takes the she, she takes the and sorry i was texting so i could be repeating what you just said the um she takes the temperature of the room right she goes and this is what they never do they never call people out in front of everybody but mike swinging that big dick that big virgin dick of his swings in there and is like hold up fuck this guy carl he's full of shit and she goes and she does the thing instead of just leaving she goes do the rest of you guys feel the same way? And everybody, like the big ginge in the back, like everybody who's like about to get voted off anyway, is just like nodding their head. Yeah, like, fuck, yeah, fuck this guy. And then she takes a break and she, you forget that um, Tasha and Caitlin are there. They're using the, they're using the hosts much less than they used Chris Harrison. And you're like, what's he, do, what's she doing? And she goes back and she's like, what should I do? <laughs> I, I, I think that, I think that is uh, one of the things we're learning that Chris Harrison was like, I think, guaranteed a certain amount of airtime. You and I made the comment the last couple of seasons where he had been in on uh, comedic bits a little bit more and more. I think with as they've put Tasha and Caitlin in there, they're under no obligation to use them at all. They use yeah. them very sparingly. Yeah. And so you're right. She took a temperature of the room and they all basically said, Mike's right. Carl's yeah. wrong. She gets down to the final row. It was still kind of iffy, though. It was still like they made you think. Yeah, it was. And our our guy Aaron, uh, who's a major douchebag, he's the uh, the he's the he's the yeah. right reasons police. Yeah, he really he's, is. This, this poor guy gets he gets the final rows, and and a, and a mm. lot of times people take offense uh, when they are, are strung out like that to get down to the final rows yeah. between him and Carl. Yeah. So Carl gets sent home, right? Uh, Tasha Caitlin come in and say, you know, if you, if you've been sent home, please say goodbye or whatever. Carl does something that we haven't seen much. He goes up, he hesitates because nobody's given him the bro hugs, those fake bro yeah. hugs. Nobody gave him those. Well, cause they get to be best friends, you know, they've been chilling and they're like, Oh, see you homie. They're like, I've known you for three days now. And, but Carl and also Caitlin didn't like, she wasn't looking to throw down any let me walk you outs or anything. Katie. Yeah. Katie. Yeah. So he he had to do that thing. You know how like you get invited to the um <laughs> wedding of somebody that you work with and it's like not this is like in your twenties and it's not like a plus one or something, or you get invited to like somebody's party 
And it's like you go because you feel obligated to go and you literally know no one there. And the people you do know are like busy. So you just kind of like stand there and like walk in a circle. That's what Carl was doing. And it was great. He's just standing there with his hands in his pockets like a fucking moron because nobody would talk to him. It was amazing. And and I guess to his credit, um, I mean, it's pretty it's a pretty shitty move, but you never see this. He didn't even go up and give her a hug. Like not only no, did she, she babe, not she, extend herself, she wasn't down to hug. He he didn't do anything. There wasn't no. even a goodbye. So um, unceremonious uh, goodbye, Carl. The the acting plan is out. And um, back at the house, all the guys are thinking, "All right, the drama's gone. We've gotten rid of the drama." Little do they know that drama is right around the corner. Uh, to the surprise of absolutely no one. Because it's the TV producers' uh, jobs to create drama. Um, this time, the um, the guy that you and I have kind of uh, liked up to this point, Thomas, puts his foot in his mouth a couple times, and Aaron, the right reasons police, is right there yeah. to uh, to bury him again. Yeah. So it starts it's- off with the um, with the group date, very uncomfortable. All the guys are in the one room on the on the same couch yep. and it's announced that um it's it's a really kind of straightforward date card usually it's like a loving message with a love katie but this one just said um something like uh what is it i'm here to find or what is it i'm here to find a husband I hope you guys are or you're 100% in there's no loving note to it uh, one of the guys, I think it was the cat man, he took exception to that. He's like, man, she must she must be business because oh, it says love is about honesty and I need 100 percent dot dot dot. Oh, yeah. And they've even pointed out there like it doesn't say love, Katie. Yeah. So yeah. She, she she's got a little edge to her. Yeah. That was an Android. Yeah. She's got it's a little weird uh, ring. I wasn't familiar her. with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. um so what what they what do they do? They go to the the group date and Nick Vile, our favorite subject, who has Fuck. been on The Bachelorette twice. He's been on Bachelor in Paradise and he has been the actual Bachelor. And now he's in media. Uh, he's he is a podcast host. He's a very big Bachelor podcast. He gets all the big yeah. guests. This yeah. guy. I have a friend, my friend Jason Stewart, he's acted in many movies. He was once described as wooden and laconic in his performances. This guy, Nick Vile, has the fucking charisma of uh, – he's more wooden. I don't know. I can't come up with a good – he's just bad. He's so low energy. He's so such a fucking mumbler. He's not particularly handsome. He's a – fucking douche and why are we still being subjected to him they find a way to weasel this fucking midwestern sorry all my midwestern friends fan out there dork into the show every fucking season of the show and they treat him like he's a fucking king. I, he came up on my uh on the most recent episode of trend lightly that i recorded with malls and somebody on her uh, Patreon commented on the show that if Nick Vile was a flavor, it would be skim milk. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. I mean, um, 
the only surprise here is that they brought him in to, I guess, be kind of a counselor of sorts. The only surprise is that he did not somehow shoehorn himself back into the show and be one of the yes. contestants back in the You house. know he pitched that. You know he <laughs> yeah. pitched that. Yeah. You know he tried. He yes. definitely tried. Of course he so did. It, for those who haven't seen the episode, this is how the date looks. If you combine uh, Charlie Rose, that interview show on PBS, Charlie Rose with uh, AA meetings – that that's exactly what this is. It was it's, so it's weird. A black backdrop, but then the circular chair no, format was, of the uh, of the AA meeting. It was and Katie sets it up, and 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 Nick Vile sets it up like we want we want honesty, and we want all of your truth out right now. In other words, they set this date up that was so unfair. There's no way in hell yeah. uh, you would ever have this kind of information. Uh, out and about on the second date it's in insane. real life. No, it's insane. So, so Vile says, this is your chance to tell Katie everything wrong that you've ever done with women. Um, and then at the end, she's going to tell you something really wrong that happened to her. In other words, you guys are doing all the giving here, and then she's going to tell you something awful that happened to herself yeah. where she gets all the sympathy. Yeah. So that that's the format of the date. You ready? Yeah, and it's probably like some shit you did. You probably did. She's going to say some shit, and it's, it's going to be especially uncomfortable because all the guys are like, look, I don't like to. And they work up tears. They're like, I don't like to admit this, but. I killed a series of hookers in the central Omaha area in the <laughs> early 2000s. I, it's not it's not what you think. I'm not proud of it. I was drinking a lot back then. I was in a blackout. I was. They all kind of I notice sort of compliment themselves. No, as they, it, uh, each of them ended up being a circuitous way yes. of, telling, of telling her yes. a redemption story. Yes, how that was a learning moment. Yes, but. But just think, of, they're telling a bunch of guys shit that they've done. So just like any other TV show, now each of these guys have ammunition to use against them for the rest of the show. So so that's what happened uh, um, ultimately in this, right? Um, a guy named Hunter uh, really lets himself go and starts breaking down, and he misused a, a, an ex-wife, and they had kids, and just yeah. an awful story. And then yeah. it goes around the table. He didn't, but he didn't. I mean, his, he said he worked too much. Pretty much. But <laughs> he, just his... said that, he basically just said that he was not a good dad and he wasn't a good husband. Okay. Yes. And, but but, but he, again, each of these guys turned around by saying, now I know exactly how to treat you. Like yes. that, they, 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 each of these things, but they, they all gave up a real personal thing to a group of guys. And the cat man our guy, the musician, he kind of put it best. He prefaced everything he was about to say by saying, well, I was hope I was actually going to tell you this in private, yeah. but since we're here, it's like, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. These, each of these things are things that you should tell her in private, yeah. not to a bunch of dudes yes. who are going to eventually use it against you. But anyways, also, also, uh, I hope there were no snot phobes watching <laughs> this segment of the bachelor. Cause it went on a long time. And everybody worked up tears and everybody was sniffling back so much disgusting snot the whole time. <laughs> so back when I did my rapes, yeah. snot, I mean, snot city, all of them. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, each of them give up a give up a little something, but Thomas is the one who steps in it the most. Thomas is the guy that both you and I like. I think he's from uh, he's st- from the San Diego area. Good looking guy, six foot four, strapping, he's, uh, great body. He's handsome. He's a fucking douche, though. I don't great like him. Douche. I mean, Let's smile. Yeah, he's good looking. He's a douche. And what what we learn in from this group date is that he it's it's a lot like you remember when Jeffrey Dahmer got murdered in prison. He's somebody went upside his head with a dumbbell or like a broomstick or something. I think it was a dumbbell. Oh no, that was Whitey Bulger that got dumbbelled, I think. Jeff Dahmer was a broomstick. The problem is, is that when you put two sociopaths together, it's kind of like the Highlander. There can only be one. They're going to focus on each other and they're going to try to fucking be the the last sociopath standing because they recognize, they see themselves in the other person. So Aaron had this, had this, uh, he, he, got it going with Cody, right? Was that the guy's name? He got rid of Cody because he saw, he recognized he was another sociopathic threat. Now Thomas full on socio and Aaron are going at it because they're, they're two completely narcissistic personalities and they, they recognize the threat of the other one. Thomas is arguably the most dangerous human being on this show. I think Thomas is is really uh, not smart. I yeah, mean, no, yeah. Also, not yes. I don't, I don't know how much of a sociopath he no, is. he is. I do know that he's very dumb because he his confession uh, is like threefold. Um, I get that you know when you're in this group, I think everyone was obligated to tell something negative about themselves, but the smart ones were the ones that turned it around into a redemption story. Yeah, he he basically said, um, "Hey, I'm just gonna be honest here." I I came on here uh, looking to raise my profile and to possibly be the next bachelor. I didn't choose you, so I didn't know you. I didn't come on here yeah. looking looking to be with you. Yeah. But in the last um, 18 hours that I've known you, yes. I realized I'm in that love. now yeah. I, I threw all that out the window, and now it's all about you yes. because I've known you for a little bit more than a day. And now – don't worry about all that other stuff I just said. That that all those things that I say that you should never say on a reality show. I forget that. I, now I'm here for you. And then there's like a laundry list of red flags that I've had in my life, totally. and I'm more than willing to share them with you. He says all this, but this he doesn't. He says this to her and the room. He doesn't confess anything. All he does is say what everyone knows already that people are going there to get Instagram followers. The only reason you're on The Bachelor is to become a fucking influencer. That's not a confession. Everybody knows that. It's the same reason Katie went on there. So when they're like, did you come on here to be The Bachelor? What's she supposed to be like? Oh, that's fucked. She did the same thing, and it was effective. She showed up with a dildo, right? She got. She became memorable. She became the first sex-positive bachelorette. And how how would she be able to hold that against him? The guy confessed nothing. He said what, He said the same thing. That everybody, everyone has that same origin story. They're all there for the same but reason. 
but but that goes back to my, the lacking intelligence. Everyone does it and yeah. thinks it. Nobody says it out loud, yeah. and especially in front of a group yes. of other contestants yes. that could use it against you for the remainder of your time on the show. And then yeah. he says to her, "I there's a list of red flags that I have, and I'll get into each one of them if you want. He actually says a list. That. Yeah, there's a list. So, yeah, so, that's pretty so, good. So, so uh, anyways, um, they actually do like a group hug at the end after she reveals to them her story. Horrible. And so, and think about this. This has been so far a roundtable of guys spilling the worst that they've done to women and and in their lives. She, her story wasn't about something shitty she has done. Yeah. It was about an awful experience that had been to her. She had been raped. She had she, been sexually assaulted. Yeah. She had sex with somebody without uh, her consent. Or, yeah. Yeah. The, the, now, so, now, hold on. What did you think about that? Because this is what we do as a society. Even in her confessing on television what happened to her, which was a rape she says, she says it like this. She goes, I put myself in a situation where there was not consent. She still is careful not to offend her rapist. She never says that she was raped. She says multiple times, I was in a situation where there was not consent. That means rape. It's insane to me that they, I mean, this whole, ep- this whole episode and in no way, in no way am would I ever try to minimize Katie's sexual assault or anyone else's. It, it, it's an awful thing that happens way too much. But this, the show I'm talking about, The Bachelor is so performative in their, they're trying to show us just how woke they are, how much they've evolved. They did this very special episode just to raise the profile of the show. J- just to let us know that, hey, The Bachelor is is with the times. We're aware of sexual assault and we're not we're not cool with it. Uh, I thought I thought it was just kind of weak on the part of The Bachelor that said, I thought the stories were all very moving. It was. Her story was awful. Awful. But but it was what the dynamic that I just had played out. Yes. I'm not I'm not dismissing her uh, tragedy. I'm saying no, that of course not. she had all of them spill really shitty things about themselves. Yes. And then she spilled something that was horrible and yes. sympath I mean they had they were just raining sympathy yes. on her and then they had this big group group hug it was just a yeah. fucking weird date. Yeah. I mean as weird as a date as you could have on this show yeah and, she was um, in a, she was in a room full of date rapists I mean that's amusing that jokingly I'm not of course I don't really think that she was in a room full of date rapists and then she confessed or or she admitted I don't I'm not sure what the right term is not neither of those are right she told them a horrible story about how she was date raped right yeah and 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 she said that nobody knows this not even my mother and then she yeah. tells it on yes. national tv horrible i remember last year um our guy the bachelor also said something on tv for the first time that his dad had never known and he broke it he broke it to his dad on the show for the first time and their wives. That was really cool. Wait, um, what was so, that? What was that? 
remember his dad wasn't was an a-hole and and wasn't around much and oh yes and, and, and he chose to unload all this on him yes. on the show as opposed to in person when they were point. in palm springs yeah. that was horrible yeah. so um so i think that um they get back for the uh the cocktail hour and everyone's just commenting on how heavy it was but then aaron our shitster right the guy who's already got cody uh, uh, knocked off. He's already ingratiated himself to Katie for being the guy that calls uh, calls out the people that aren't there for the right reasons. He's already branded himself. So now he says something smells funny about this Thomas guy. Obviously, he's not here for the right reasons. He basically he basically does what you're not supposed to do in an AA meeting. He used everything Thomas said about himself against him. What, totally. <laughs> out, out, out in the real world. He, he said exactly – he did exactly what you're not supposed to do in these little meetings. Totally. And, and so um, so anyways, Aaron starts to tell the rest of the group, I don't, I don't feel good about this guy. Well, meanwhile, Thomas is talking to Katie and yeah. she does what she does. She says, I, I just want – you know, you said you had a list of red flags. I need to hear about all of them oh, now. yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Don't leave me hanging here. And then he starts to him and haw. And he basically says, I just want to let you know I'm here for you. I'm all about you now. And, and, and I'm I'm falling for you. And she's like, OK, cool. But you've you avoided the question. What are those red flags? And he never gives her any red flags. And None. then he walks off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was great. No, because he can't admit to it. Also, I don't. I, and I know Thomas is the big story. We can't gloss over Catman Connor B. Because Connor B told a sort of horrible story. I mean, we all are can be shitty when we're in our twenties. And it culminated yeah. with him him cheating on a girl or something. But also the whole the, the main point of his story was that he was a raging alcoholic. Yes. And he never really he doesn't say I quit drinking. <laughs> Like there's like more red. He's raised more red flags with his story because I don't think he, I don't think he's given up on the sauce, which means he could probably revert back to the fucking blackout guy. That's an awful person very quickly. And also he really had some crocodile tears in his Hunter was crying for real. And all he did was admit that he worked too much and got divorced. Connor B he did horrible things and he, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really buying his crying. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You bring up a good point about Catman. My, my, note, my note on Catman was not only did he not say that he's done drinking, you know, he admits to being a really bad drunk who, who uh, offended this one female in, in particular, but doesn't, doesn't go into it. Yeah. But but he also shows a little lack of accountability in his story, you know. I you know about be admitting that you're an alcoholic and all that's all about accountability and admit admitting things. He said that um, that he hated grad school and he became a full time musician and he started playing at one this one bar that yeah. offered him free drinks. Yeah. He put Nashville he piano put, bar. He put his alcoholism on the bar for giving him free yeah. drinks. Not, 
not on himself. Like if the bar had charged for drinks, he probably would not have gone down the road, but he was given free alcohol for Christ's sake. That's a, that's a, that is a good point. And I like like real fucking white guy problems where he was, he was, <laughs> His whole the biggest problem in his life was that he was disillusioned with grad school. Like, oh fuck! Yeah, he's I like, I was learning. Yeah, I was twenty five and I was supposed to get a PhD and I decided not to. Oh man, how did you survive? How did you live through that? <laughs> Poor guy. So, uh, so yeah, Catman definitely he plays a role in this whole thing. But um, but getting back to the uh, Aaron V. Thomas, yeah. Thomas uh, shits on himself in front of her on the couch, he, yeah. and 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 he spends his time reeling after that. Well, Aaron, our um, right reasons cop, he sits down with her, and he undoubtedly is probably going to start talking about another guy, which is his brand. Yeah, and he gets interrupted because Thomas. He knew that he ruined that first conversation. He went off and you could tell Thomas isn't really trying to think of what he could say to make uh, to to make her feel better about it. He's thinking, what can I say on TV that presents myself the best to look like the better better guy in this whole thing? It's all about how he's presenting himself. So he uh, rehearses something and he goes back to the couch interrupts her and Aaron. Now, Aaron's the wrong guy to interrupt, uh, but he did. He says, I have something important to tell Katie. He sits down and he says something rehearsed and awful, and it, it only made things worse, it seems. And he basically says, I'm falling for you. Yeah. Uh, back at the couch, Aaron is telling the rest of the guys, this fucking guy just interrupted me. Yeah. yeah. How he's rude, how he doesn't respect our time. Yeah. Katie. Okay. How, I mean, it's the jokes on me, right? Because the interrupting in like, however many seasons of all these franchises there's been, it's like 40 something seasons. About three times someone has been like, no, you can't interrupt because the (laughs) person in every season, it happens multiple times. Somebody comes in and goes, Hey, uh, could I, could I steal her for a minute? No, you can't. You already had your time. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. I hate you. Leave. Like why? What, like what is the, why allow them to come in, take your fucking time, then go bitch to the other guys about it and then <laughs> confront the guy later. Just in the moment in front of the broad, show your, show yourself to be a fucking man, an alpha, a guy with nuts. Not don't That's just exactly cuck to right. him and walk away. It's insane. It happens. It's it's the rule. It's like the unwritten rules of the show. You know, it's like it's like you hate Manny Machado because he he breaks the unwritten rules. He doesn't run out yes. his walks and stuff, which is important to you. Yep. It's similarly like you're not allowed to. You're supposed to just let the guy come in and take your time. But you but also if you take too much time, then the rest of the guys hate you. And it's they want that drama there. And it's fucking stupid. And I've, I, I've explained it poorly, but that's OK. No, no, no. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Bottom line is getting interrupted is a part of the show. It's as much a part of the show as anything like four or five times an episode. People are interrupted on the couch. Yeah. And I step in. Yeah. Uh, Aaron chooses to 
be a complete bitch about it. Yeah. He calls it rude. He calls it disgusting what he did. And he starts talking to the other guys about it and get them all riled up about it. And then, by the way, um, the whole dynamic of um, he doesn't respect our time with Katie. This and by the way, this is not a fair game where everybody gets equal time. This is the Bachelorette. This is exactly. If you want something, you go and you take it. There are no rules. So to sit there and just be a bitch about it makes you look so weak. And then when Thomas comes back to the couch, Aaron calls him out and he just starts going off on him. You are uh, you are an awful human being. You are a, a, an asshole. And Thomas is doing a really bad job of defending himself because he's not very bright. Right. If Tom, if Thomas um, had any wherewithal in the situation, he would have just said, "Dude, I interrupted your time with her because I want to spend more time with That's her." Right. That's right. I'm worried about my time with her. Why would I worry about your time with her? Right. And if and if you really care, you would have put up a fight in the moment. Instead, Thomas tries to be diplomatic. He still really wants to be liked. Again, Thomas is very – he's measuring his words in front of the camera so he doesn't look like a douche. But yep. he's doing himself even more harm. So Aaron and Thomas are a thing now. That's what we've established. Yep. And that's what carries the rest of the episode. Here's, here's something else that you know if you've watched this show ever before, if you're familiar at all with the seasons. And everybody that's listening listening to us either – watches the show or just listens to us talk about the show. And they've done it enough that they know that this happens. Aaron and or Thomas are not going to win the bachelorette just, just by virtue of them being in this fucking dick measuring contest with each other. Aaron is the friend zone guy. And also he, every time they cut to him, he looks pissed and you could tell she's kind of scared to be around him. Uh, Thomas, Thomas, she liked, but then he talked a little bit and she's like, Oh fuck no. Then he's like, can I kiss you? And they made out and he like grabbed her face real hard and she was not into that. Like Thomas, Thomas might make a run. Aaron, Aaron isn't, you know, he's not too long for the game. Thomas might make a little run. She'll pretend like she's into him because he's handsome. He's good for TV, but neither of these guys are winning the bachelorette. No, if history has shown us anything, both these guys are going to be going home pretty quickly. That's right, dog. And, and, and Aaron just looks like, the the bitch of the season like he's katie played this part for the bachelor last season you're not going anywhere the friend zoner you'll be good buddies so um but one thing does happen at the cocktail party that is significant is that the cat man um he moved in on the couch again he says all the right things cat cat man musician thing they get over this alcoholic thing pretty quick that wasn't even an issue she says all the right things to him he says you've never no one's ever made me feel more seen than you and then he goes in for the kiss and this is the third time now they've kissed and i can't watch it disgusting i i think their kissing should be banned from the show it's disgusting to watch I feel like I need to take a shower after I watch so them gross. kiss. It's just disgusting. The face grab. No, no more Catman kisses. Oh, yeah, please. Catman. Yes, disgusting. Yeah. So um, so anyways, that's what happens. She ends up giving um, the rose to the Catman. Yeah, she so does. So he's safe. Yeah. Uh, our guy, Connor B., the musician, is safe. Yeah. He's got the rose. Meanwhile, back at the house. Tell me. Tommy, Tommy is on a workout 
outside workout mat, something like that you see at a daycare, something where they, they've got the kind of those uh, large like foam puzzle pieces with a bunch yes. of yep. male work workout dumbbells yeah, like and gym, stuff on gym it. Yeah, like gym matting. Well, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a Tommy? Um, Tommy is – I don't think so. Why? Because you said Tommy? Tommy is outside working out. There's uh, Michael, Mike, and one other dude that touched Michael's leg when he no, told Tom, Tom, Thomas is the guy. Thomas, I mean, Thomas is the guy that, that oh. was uh, everyone piled on last. Oh, time. okay. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about Michael. Michael the uh, the Virgin. Yeah. And then there's another Mike, right? That's Mike. Uh, that's from the, Ohio. The guy right? with the that's kid from Akron. Right. So so they're talking, and Mike Mike tells this horrible story. Uh, Mike the single dad has this horrible story to tell. Um, his, he was married and he was in love Damn. and they had a child. His wife got I, cancer I know. This is awful. and died a miserable death. And it's an awful story. This is awful. So bad. And, um, to, uh, kayfabe, is that who we're talking yeah, about? Our friend, our friend kayfabe, fabe, the listener. Mm-hmm. She kind of called you, she called you out on the mat a little I bit. I mean, she so didn't really, but you, I she mean, you No, I mean. She definitely called you can out. characterize it that way, but she didn't really. She basically said, don't you f- feel bad about saying what you said last week? You basically said the guy's not really a good dad, right? Well, I mean, he <laughs> he FaceTimes his kid, you know, and so I mean, that's on Ed or Jason. That's on him. That's on him for letting us think that he didn't he didn't say my wife's dead. No, no, obviously, but I think you you may have missed the context last week. Let, let's put this into context. He said um, she she he admitted to her. Yes, I have a son. Yes, and she says you must miss him. And he says we talk every day. We Facetime every day. Now, I think he was referring to since he started the quarantine oh. at this resort, uh. they've been Facetiming every day. You took it as. Yes. Yes. He's the Disneyland single father yes. that FaceTimes his son every day. Yes. But he's not he's not an everyday piece of he's, his life. He's like, I sw- hey, I swing by every Christmas Eve and bring him a new Nerf football. <laughs> and and that was just that was just the wrong read on that. I think he was he was talking about the recent future. I mean FaceTime every day even though I'm here. Uh, and you took it as that's been the existence of the relationship, which it isn't. I guess he has very much taken on the single father role every day since his uh, ex passed. And it's it's horrible. It's a tragedy. And he hopes that he gets the single one on one date so that he could tell her all this. Yes. Now, these contestants always do this. And I always find it really weird. If you've watched the show at all, you know, it's it always happens the opposite. But these people with horrible stories to tell, tragic yes. stories that yeah. aren't their fault, they think that their stories are going to scare away the subject when it does the exact opposite. Yeah. In other words, yes. telling her this story is only going to guarantee you that she's not going to send you I, Yeah, home. no, you're, de- you're definitely going to make a longer run right? based on your tragic story because no one is going to – no. It's going to make her look bad because she's trying to raise her Instagram profile, too. So obviously, look, Michael, horrible. No one should have had to endure what Michael had to endure. That's terrible. It sounds like it was a prolonged illness, breast cancer that his wife died from young. And that's awful. I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, 
But let's be honest. He, and he admits as much. He's like, so I thought I would come on here to like, um, test myself or something along those lines. The man is not ready for marriage again. It's, He's, you and I, yeah. You and I are both. We neither of us were psychology majors. We yes. don't, we're not professional yeah. psychologists. But I can say with confidence that any um, psychologist, couples counselor out there would say, if you lost your uh, yes. the love of your life in 2019, yes. And it's put you in a situation where you have to be an everyday single father and you're still obviously very attached to a woman. Yes. Should probably not go on a dating show where the entire format of the dating show is to try to make you feel awful about yourself and to embarrass (laughs) you and to humiliate you when it comes to matters of the heart. Yes. I just don't think that that would would be a good recipe for, yeah, for, for, uh, yeah. trying to get back and running but he yes. did that he signed he signed up for the show and he obviously is still extremely attached to this woman and i think eventually that'll be the undoing but she can't yes. send him home no this she'll episode. send him home when it looks good yeah. for her and she'll right. be like hey right. michael you're a great guy maybe right. in another life this could have worked but i think you're not quite ready you haven't grieved your marriage and how could you have, you know, and she'll, she'll let him off. She'll let him make a run, but this is, you know, before we get to hometowns, he'll get like top six. (laughs) Right. And, and I will do that. He, he did. And I'm sure the producers told him to do this. Um, you know, he gets a one-on-one date. They go, they do this, like, I guess, I don't know what you call it. Dune buggy or off-roading exercise. And he chooses not to tell her, in the little picnic after the doom buggy, he saves it. He yeah. saves it until the dinner, and it could not have been perfect, more perfectly <laughs> they, delivered. They're getting it. They're getting advised the of this because because yeah. last week Greg from New Jersey pulled the same yeah. shit when he was like, "Oh, I'm also yes. a fatherless person because my dad died too." Right. Yeah, you're right. It's the exact same thing. They, they basically say save it until the dinner. Save it for dinner. Save it for dinner. No, what? There's no way she can't give you a rose pro- if you save it for dinner. They're probably like holding up cue cards when they like go for their makeouts, and she's tearing up yeah. about her dad. And there's a producer behind her where she can't see, holding up a sign for Greg from New Jersey, and it, and it's just got three, four words on it: save it for dinner. They you and- they can tell when they're about to admit something, and they let them know: hey, hey, hey. Save it for dinner. I will say this. Uh, during the after the doom buggy, the picnic after the doom buggy, and I if I if I had advice to give Mike, if say we were in the middle of this thing and the show was shot in real time, um, I would be screaming this advice to him. Yeah. For the second time on this show, during the picnic, he asked her if he can kiss her. He says, can I kiss you? And she's like, of course, Disgusting. dude. Like, you don't ask Disgusting. them Mm-mm. if you can kiss them. That's beta energy, dude. Kiss them. I, be, get, th- I get that we want consent, but we <laughs> right. s- don't force it on her. But don't, don't, don't beta. Don't be a beta about it. There's a fine line between 
um, being considerate and asking consent yeah. and then just looking very weak. Yeah. Um, you don't ask them if you can kiss them. Just just do it. Um, now, uh, so Mike walks away with the rose. Michael. Uh, no mm-hmm. surprise to anybody, Michael. And then they do something. Instead of going out and, and all of a sudden fireworks happen, they, they go – they go out some kind of escape hatch somewhere and they lay down on the roof and they look at the stars. Now I need your thoughts on this. Okay. Yeah. In oh, the, the hist- stars were so fucking fake. That was the fakest the, looking stars in the history of overrated human experiences. Just think about, think about the list of overrated human experiences. Fireworks. No, 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 no. I'm going to give – this is what I'll do. I, I hate fireworks. Yes. I hate parades and I hate marching bands. Oh, but horrible. To, I will defend each of them in that they are man-made creations. Yes. And they must yes. entertain somebody. Yes. And I, I will say four-year-olds are usually entertained by all of those things. Yes. So I, I think there is, Not a, parades. There is a, rede- no. there's a redeeming quality. Nobody's entertained by a parade yeah. unless you're yeah. 95 years old. But of all the natural things that are overrated, looking at stars wow. is number one through through ten for me. Like one through Hold ten on. is staring Hold at on. stars. Hold on. You've you've so Jason, we've determined on this show that you've never taken a single hit of a joint. Correct. You've never had a bong hit, you've never had a toke off a pipe, you've never had Correct. an edible, you've never I'm I assume that I can extrapolate from that information that you have never tried any kind of psychedelic experience either. LSD, psilocybin mushrooms. All of that is correct. I'm not saying I have either, but I will say this. You can get to a place in your brain, either with help or without where you look up at the sky and you see, especially where they are in the desert, where it's just, it's just, you could see all the stars. There's no city lights to, to block out the, the sky. Right. You look up there and you go, there are more stars up there than there are grains of sand on the beach. <laughs> Try to process that. Try to process. There are more galaxies. We can't it, even count billions. It it may be interesting to some people. It's also I could not find that less interesting. It's also it's also you're looking at something that is at once infinite and yet also constantly expanding, and also was cre- began on the head of a pin, and has and has expanded to what it is now over, over an amount of time. We don't know billions of years. I'm just saying there's a lot. You look up at the sky and you realize how insignificant everything that we are is and what, and that how we probably live in a simulation. And there's probably just mathematically, there's an infinite number of, of life forms in that sky that we're never going to know about. And that, and we don't know what's going on. That's all. It's kind of impressive. And, I, and what I'm saying to you is take mushrooms. If you and I were both watching stars right now yeah. and you started saying all of yeah. the, the, everything that you just like said, we go out to Joshua what, tree. 
is is what everybody who's ever lay down and and looked at stars says. Yeah, um, all right. And, and I would be <laughs> still not impressive. I would be, I would be deep asleep. I would have fallen asleep like a third into your story of perspective what if, and inf- infinity what and if all I, that stuff. What if I took on a big fat joint and I lit it up? Yep, and, and I handed it to you. You have to admit. You have to admit, there. I understand that people on uh, drug trips and everything else. Drug those trips. Things, those things definitely <laughs> do matter. You're such but, a fucking square. You're more square than Travis Rogers, which is insane because he's the squarest but, human being that's ever. Most lived. of these, but most of these. Um, whenever you see him in movies and and, and on TV and, and even in yeah. real life, yeah. like if you just know people who like to look at stars, yeah. they're not they're not under the influence. It's a they yeah. just have all these perspectives. Well, you don't need to be. You don't need to be because it's insane. I, I couldn't be less interested. It's in that. insane anyway. that that exists. That word, the word, so small. Right. So, um, so moving on, uh, <laughs> they look at they look at stars and they love it. And Fucking love stars. Also, a lot of those stars are dead. By the way, you look up and you see the light of a star, and it could have died hundreds of thousands of years ago, but the light yep. hasn't gone out, hasn't reached very, us yet. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so. Um, back meanwhile, while these people are looking at stars back at the house, um, Aaron is the consensus builder. Aaron is turning everybody against our guy, Thomas. Good. Uh, and he is saying how despicable a He's human right. being He's he right. is for wanting to expand his Instagram following. Doesn't he for say, maybe, doesn't he say maybe, like, pretend like we don't know each other or something? I th- I, he has like a pretty good line. Oh yeah, he. Mm-hmm. I mean, to Aaron's credit, he as he as is as much an asshole to Thomas than he is about him with the other guys. He he's just, but but he is consensus building. He is turning everybody one by one against Tommy, against Thomas. And um, so at this point, at the back at the house, everybody is against him, including Hunter. Um, Hunter, who had the, yeah. the big dramatic story in the AA meeting, now yeah. um, he's the one that really worked too hard. Really, dislikes Thomas, yeah. and and he's going to be the guy. See, Aaron, I guess, has done a pretty good job of not only uh, hating Tom Thomas, but getting somebody else to take the fall. In other words. It looks like Hunter's going to be the very aggressive one who gets in Thomas's face and shit. Yep. Meanwhile, Aaron could just kind of sit back and see two people talk their way off the show. Love that. Uh, which is a, a pretty good chess play if you can get somebody to fall for it. Hunter, we we leave this show and it's it's a very it's a pretty good cliffhanger. Hunter starts to confront Thomas in a pretty aggressive way, and now. What the hell are we all going to do? Because we need to go on a group date still before the rose ceremony. But everybody back at the house hates Thomas. So now this is going to become one of those things where they're going to have to go to Katie and say Thomas isn't here for the right reasons. And then there's going to be a bunch of drama. But that's a cliffhanger, man. Um, Yeah, it was kind of a. There was a lot – a lot of ground was covered in this episode without much like chronological ground cover. We only yeah. did a group date and a and a, a one-on-one, and we still got a lot of ground to cover for next next uh, episode. But I will say this. Yep. This episode was one of my favorites just because 
it really got heavy and deep, um, but there was a lot to to poke fun at. I mean, because it the douchebaggery shows the ridiculousness of the show, the contradiction of the show. Yep. Um, to your point, they really went out of their way to try to look woke and yeah, we did. are with it. And yep. it's all about consent yep. and all this stuff. When they are the, they are the franchise that, that developed a show where one guy gets yeah. his choice of 25 men and, and it's, and it's his choice yeah. only. And, and <laughs> they didn't, and, they set up uh they set up sex dates for them. He gets to sam- yeah. he gets to sample the goods before he decides who he's going to marry and, but they pretend like they don't fuck. They're like, "Oh, you could for- forego your own um room and get a chance to spend more time together in the other room." And then you're like, "Oh, hey, are they fucking?" And they don't talk about it and then and then the next day one, of course, we know my biggest pet peeve, they don't show them having brushed their teeth. B, they let you know that they did bang by placing by strategically placing a pair of shoes either on the <laughs> nightstand or on the floor and getting a long shot of a pair of strappy heels just uh, callously, casually flung to the side in in a way that lets you know that sex was had. I mean, they basically could be like they could have. Chris Harrison walk in and be like, ah, it smells like sex in here. Like, but no, they don't do that. They do, they do the, um, they do the shoes on the floor move. And that's just, and they were just fine with that. But now they're, um, they're very much about women's empowerment and race relations, you know, fuck them and fuck the bachelor. And the show is just gonna hope that everyone forgets about those initial concepts and how misogynistic they were. And, and how they came out with the Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, I forgot who the best, first Bachelorette was. Trista. She, she, yeah, she chose the fireman. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the ratings were so low, they were uh, just about ready to kill it. Yeah. Because because everyone just liked watching The Bachelor. Yeah. And that's all they wanted. But they kept The Bachelorette almost like the WNBA well, is kept around by the NBA. It is and, it is kind of better. And I don't think I don't think this is a slight in any way the, <laughs> that The Bachelor is better than The Bachelorette. But the 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 Bachelor is better than The Bachelorette because the women are more interesting. These men are boring. They're not, it's not exciting watching a bunch of dudes vie for the same chick. And it's not, it's not a sexist thing. It's a TV thing. When, when it's, when it's 30 chicks and they're, you know, in that mode where they're like, I'm going to get this man. It's more interesting when it's guys, they just, they all seem like bitches to me. And I, and, and if, if you would have said that 10, 15 years ago, that's the exact, that's exact truth. Yeah. The, um, I think the influx of Gen Z contestants and millennials and just the fact that we are just a more – we are a society more in touch with our feelings now. Just being very aware they're on TV. Has risen the amount of drama within the guys to the drama that was with with all the women earlier on. I think it's like they've almost become equal – on equal ground of drama nowadays because the um, – the the dynamic has changed in society. The, this episode, Aaron like being such a bitch and and admitting 
that he's so turned off by this and all this stuff. You would have never seen that 10 years ago, but the, but, uh, things have changed and we're all like, uh, so, so the guys are, are just as dramatic as the women. So to sum this whole, whole thing up, I like this season so far. It's really, uh, interesting to me and they've, they've, they've brought some depth to it, but at the same time, there's still some really, uh, there's some things that we can make fun of and all the contradictions. Yes. Um, I, I'm, in, I'm into it. I'm into it too. We'll, we'll catch up on it next week. Jay Stu, outstanding work as always. I mean, it's, I don't know if people listening can tell, but I'm when I'm not fast forwarding through these episodes, I'm looking at my phone or checking my email most of the time. So I obviously miss a lot of details. It's Jay Stu that's there. The man is a studious watcher of the bachelor franchise shows. And he is able to apprise not only the audience, but me, his co-host of what is happening on the show. So it's, it's a real treat to do the show with you and we'll catch up with it next week. Okay. My pleasure. All right. For Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the bachelor lifestyle from the baller lifestyle.com. We'll see you next time. That's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We making a connection, we falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we live in. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.